Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is my co-host, Weeby McWeeby Weeb, Magically Average. Well, you, I got you, good fucker. You, you did not expect that, that takes, one. It takes no thought. What, oh, exactly. What was that? But I got you good. Weeby McWeeby Weeb. It sounds like one of those stupid, like, name the town's tugboat, and it's like Tuggy McTuggerson, and... Or it's no, like, it's name Tuggy the, McTuggy name McTuggy the, McTuggy the, okay? Yeah, name the city snowplow. It's Plowy McPlowerson. Name the whale, Mr. Mc... Mr. 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 Splashy Pants. Yes, yeah, Mr. Weeby McWeeby. Weeb. Yeah, I got you. I got you good, Mr. Me- Weeby McWeeb. Weeby. God, Weeby McWeeby Weeb. Let's you just got fucking, me. Let's just, I got you good. Got you back. Uh, you for those it. of you who don't know, he called me a mean word earlier today, so I told him I'd get him back. Not really. I it's just said that in my that head. Mean. No, I know. It's I just. just so I just sensitive. wanted to get you back. Anywho, um, <laughs> so we're just gonna jump into it because we're we. I'm gonna want to talk about Demon Slayer a lot today, and that's gonna be our last thing we hit. Um, so we're gonna hit go into our quick hits real quick. Talk about Bisco, dress up, darling, Attack on Titan, Demon. We're gonna call it a day. So, um, real quick, I watched for the like the stupid like. I woke up Sunday morning. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait for Magically Average to watch my dress up, darling. I'm gonna wait for him to watch uh, Attack on Titan. So like, I'll wait to watch those shows. What can I watch Sunday morning? And nothing was out except for fucking Kurutsu or uh, whatever. Just monster like the, development department. Yeah, the monster development department. Yeah. I was just like, well, I said I wasn't gonna watch it, but here I am. So I watched it again this week. It was fine. It was more of the same jokes. Uh, yeah, no, there were uh, more of the same. Uh, not much else that I could really talk about. It. They get audited by like an executive, and then. It was, then they, I don't know, it, it was all over the place. It was more of the same jokes, but also just all over the fucking place this episode. Like, it, they have, like, an executive that's also a vampire, then they have, like, 
the vampire also loves idol girls and they meet each other at an idol concert and it just is fucking like what what's going on here uh it was fine it was whatever i mean that's that's like the basis of the entire show is just what's going on here yeah essentially um but but the the bigger question is who was the local hero Oh, it was like a group of people. It was like four people, like the Power Rangers. So there were like four different oh color God. Power Rangers. It's great. I forget the name. Yes, it was fantastic. Like they, <laughs> they even, they even gave them like the outro. Like they, they cartoon, like they made them in the anime and like beating, like you know how there's like that ongoing gag where it's like this girl who signs up for part time jobs and they always end up being like oh, the evil like in the show you mean. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in the show. Yeah, the very end they animate the four people, the local heroes beating up the goons. And it, one of the goons is like the girl again. It's just really freaking uh, funny. I love but, it. Yeah. It was really cheesy fun. It was good, but it was fine. I, I'm going to say, I'm not going to watch it again, but God knows I'm going to wake up Sunday morning being like, say, hmm, I'm going to wait for magically average to watch my dress up darling and attack on Titan. And then just not yeah. watch a dress up darling and attack on Titan with you. My boy, my whole Sunday got fucked up, but it was, the fact that you were like, hey, I'm going to wait to watch these shows with you, um, but I'm watching Monster Development Department. I'm like, man, good on you, because I was not going to touch that thing again. So kudos I really, to you. I but... really don't want to. I should probably just read in that time. That would probably be a better yeah. use of my time. You're just watching it out of boredom. It's like when you go into the cabinet and you're like, I'm not hungry, but I could eat a whole bag of nasty-ass chips. That's like you with Monster Development Department. You're like, I don't have anything better to do. Might as well just watch a semi-funny show with little to no plot and, you know, Which some speaking, pretty dry Speaking humor. of just, like, what should you do when you have no time, next week I have the entire week off, so I will be watching Overlord next week. Hey! Except for Monday. That's a message. Monday, Monday's Valentine's That's a message for everyone. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's just a message for message, anybody. Message to everyone. Well, no, I was going to say message to everyone. Uh, whenever you have time, free time on your hands, watch Overlord. Who cares? No talk uh, about Kimi Akavi. That's kind of the same stuff, but it's just it gets cuter and cuter every episode. Basically, she finds a new friend, shocker, and this new friend is into like like nature and observing different kinds of bugs and animals in nature. Just kind of like. I don't know what you would call them. Like, not really an explorer, but just she likes to catalog and keep track of what she observes and so stuff. So, like a bird watcher, but for bugs. But like all kinds of stuff: birds and bugs and snakes and different kind of rodents and stuff. Like everything. So she's a Pokemon master. Yeah, I yeah, basically. Like, like she's making her own Pokedex. I mean, it essentially, yeah. And then also with humans, though. So all I mean, not a Pokemon. I, I guess mean, it'd hey, be like Brock. Hey, hey, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Gonna just put it out there. Pretty human to me, alright? Based off real not, people. Not Machoke. <laughs> no, not Machoke. <laughs> not Machoke Machamp or Machop. <laughs> but so then she befriends Akabi. Well, technically Akabi befriends her. And Akabi is, she's trying to teach Akabi, I can't remember the friend's name, but basically she's trying to teach her how to observe other people because Akabi's whole thing is that she's doesn't realize how popular she is because she doesn't see herself as this charismatic idol person that everyone else sees in her. And so she's like, I want to learn about other people, but, you know, I don't really have the extrovert, I, I don't have, like, the extroverted personality to actually go up and just 
like try to start a conversation. Like something has to happen that sparks it. And she's like, well, if you observe people and get to understand their behaviors and how they like go through life, then you can start to fill in the bank blank spaces and get to know them more personally. Well, turns out Akbi has an issue with just sitting back and watching. And so she has to involve herself at every step. So like they're watching this one girl who's trying to get um, like a, a drink out of the vending machine and she's very short and it's obviously it's the top one and she can't get it. And the one friend who's the nature person is like, Oh, this is so intriguing. Like she can't get it. What's she going to do? Like, is she going to find someone to help her? Is she going to get a stool? And then like notices akabi has gone and Akabi is like, here you go. And just lifts her up. And then she's like, Akabi, no, <laughs> like you're supposed to watch. You can't like watch a lion and then be like, Ooh, cute pet and go and pet it. Like that's not how nature works. You have to observe, see how things go. But as their venture continues, she realizes that's not really Akabi's style. So yeah, because it's, only uh, a future serial killer observes people and gets <laughs> to know their daily routines. Well, and so it's this funny too because might be a future serial killer. Still, it's the funny jury's too because I mean they have they're in the impressionable years of middle school, uh, but it's it's just funny because they show like after each different person they observe, they show both characters' notebooks. So there's like the one friend who has like very intricate notes of detailing like what they observed and the environment and like what happened and all the surrounding things that were occurring like when they were observing this particular person and then there's Akabe's which is just cartoon drawings and like big word bubbles of like not good or like this was funny <laughs> it's just like oh this is so adorable but it's it's my one show I get to watch ahead of all of the other action-packed shows for this season so i can like what call does myself it come out on? um i think it comes out on saturdays but i could be wrong okay. i normally like be because i am terrible at just time management when it comes to doing free time stuff on the weekends i usually just ass blast through shows either Sunday night or Monday during my lunch break. So why, uh, why, why ass blast? Why do you got to use that term to watch? Like you're not watching with your ass and you're not blasting anything. You're just watching things. See, that's the, that's the thing you're wrong with Frank. You, you don't know binge. what I do in my free time. I mean, yeah, sure. I've, it's not, I've watched, it's not I've binging. Watched, I've watched it, anime while pooping like anybody else, but like, come on. Imagine the way I watch anime in a crunch time is the same as like you're, you're driving on your way home and you pass by that one exit where you're like, God damn it. I know it's going to hit me and it hits you and you're still 10 miles out from home. And you're like, Nope, no point stopping at a gas station on the off ramp. I got to make it. And you're like clenching, you're trying to hold it in and you know, you're going to make it, but it's always a close one. Every single time it's a close one. And you finally, like you burst through the door, you, you throw your shit down, you run upstairs and like right as your ass cheeks hit, it happens. That's me watching anime. It's like I'm like shoveling food in my mouth. Text is flying by because I have to read because I can't, I don't understand Japanese well enough yet. Like I'm like looking at my other computer, making sure that I don't have work emails coming in. I'm like trying to enjoy it. I'm still shoveling food, I'm, like pounding water, looking at emails. And then like I'm like, oh God, I'm ramping up to the, I'm, when I'm my just, lunch break's we're over. Which is, which is like, I don't know I how, always, I don't know how we got here, but I don't need to know the detail of your ass blasting. So we're just going to move on to Pisco because. I was like, you were, you were the one that brought up 
uh, your problems with ass blasting. No, I don't see what you're the, the issue one that brought is. up ass blasting. Okay, anywho, oh my. Um, speaking of how we got here, uh, we got home today and we both watched Bisco together. I fucking love this show. This show's great. This is like it's fantastic. Uh, if like if Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer and fucking my dress up darling weren't so fucking good, Bisco would be like, "This is the show you need to watch this season." But at the same time, Demon Slayer, which we'll get to it later, ends next week, so you'll have more than enough time to catch up on Bisco. But um, yeah, we watched episode five today. Uh, I thought it was gonna be a much darker episode than it really was, but it was still very like it was still kind of like eh, it was a little dark, but. Because I thought people kidnapped the children and used them as laborers, but like that's oh. the vibe I got. That's the vibe I got from like the next time on. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. It was just like, hey, all of our parents went to go, like, went to the city to go work for this mayor governor who's corrupt as shit because we're all sick and the medicine to fix us is super expensive. And they all thought it was the rusting, and guess what? It's not the rusting. It's just some it's scaly like, thing. Scale. It's like called like the shellfish or some some weird like shell scale shell thing. shell scale something. Yeah, but I yeah, I guess, I guess to to set the episode, they walk into this city that's again like I I I guess it's like a dried up ocean. I it was the vibe that they were trying to put across is that it's like it used to be some sort of like yeah it used to be some sort of body of water. Yeah, it was um, like a fishing town, like port type thing, and then every yeah, like, just everything dried up. So I I think they touched on it a little bit when the because all of the events that have taken place happen after this calamity that occurred, where like an explosion happened and it wiped out parts of Japan and caused the rust to start building up, which is the disease that people are associating with the mushrooms that are coming up from the mushroom keepers, but it's not the case. So um, my guess is that I guess when the explosion occurred, I think they said that a portion of the like blast zone landed there. And I think caused like a ripple effect that either drained it or just evaporated the entire ocean. But at any rate, yeah, there it's a, it's a city of kids all with (laughs) heavy artillery Fucking machine <laughs> like ready, guns out the wazoo, like ARs and like turrets ready to everywhere. Just, just God take damn. down anything that moves. And Bisco and uh, Panda show up looking for food. And they're like, well, we're not going to help you because you're basically holding our one friend hostage because you tried to steal his watermelon. And Bisco's like, oh, I have a good idea. You can just capture us because I'm worth 800,000 yules or whatever. Yul. Soul? soul? I thought it was soul. Yol? That's soul. Ah, whatever. The 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 monetary system in this world. Um so you can just turn me in and get the credit and get the money and buy more guns. Cause who knows why kids need more guns, but apparently you do. Um so they they kind of go through learning a little bit more about the history of where they're at and getting to know the kids more too. So Panda's with this one girl and she's talking about the disease that's taken place because they all think it's rust. They're all sure that it's rust and that's why it's so expensive and that's why they can't really find a cure. And Panda being the good doctor he is, is like, "Mm, that's not it. Uh, Any simple-minded person who knows medicine would know that it's this shell scale, whatever disease, and just starts curing all the kids. Meanwhile, Bisco's giving this one, the leader kid a hard time because um, 
think it like he's he saw some harpoons on the wall and he was like, Those are cool, you should let me have them. The kid's like, No, they're my dad's like what, is your dad dead or something? And the kid's like, uh, so? And then Visca's like, uh, whatever, but you should let me have them. And sure enough, he gets them because giant blowfish attack the city and he has to help defend them from the kids because these blowfish, even though they travel at less than a mile an hour, are terrifying and can eat like whole portions of the city. So that's like, that's where we are at with them. I mean, like, it's hard to get into the chaos of this show because we've already set up the fact that it is the most anime anime this best that has crazy. come out. Yeah, I mean, like, I I can't think of anything. Like, off the top of my head, the one thing that comes to mind, and it's not even, like, e- even in the same universe as Bisco 2 in terms of just how off the wall it is, but, like, Kill a Kill was kind of crazy just with, like, the whole uniform thing and, like, their powers and stuff, and the city was kind of chaotic like the school was pretty out out like outrageous and whatnot, but the only what, it's, the only reason I'll say no to the kill a kill comparison is just for the fact that kill a kill was very on the nose and on brand for like and they they were on the button on purpose and they knew what they were doing. This is more like Gurren Lagan where they were just off the walls fucking crazy to be off the walls fucking crazy. Yeah, I would that's say either fair. that or like uh, Darling in the Franks, which if you haven't watched that. Oh boy, that last uh, last third just fucking. There are multiple sharks that were jumped, and uh, it's a typical typical. What's it called? Uh, Studio Trigger production. Mm. I I feel like well, most things by Studio Trigger are pretty anime ass anime. Like this is this, this is just an anime ass anime. I, yeah, love I, love, I love it. I love it. And that. there were no sharks. There were no sharks jumped in this, but there were blowfish. There were giant and... fucking blowfish, and one of them got cut in fucking half, and it was just all just blue and weird and goopy <laughs> and great. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that was Bisco's side, and then we get a little bit of uh, Panda's older sister, Pau, who's, I guess, chasing after them? Is yep. I, They don't really set her up. She's just She actually starts off, the, the episode starts off with her riding on her bike through a city, and you just assume that they're chasing, she's chasing after them. Um. And she meets up with these older people that are getting attacked by a d- giant tarantula, which um, if you're cool, not a fan man. of spiders, yeah, yeah, if you're not a fan of spiders, just, yeah, or at least, like, skip the first, like, five minutes-ish. I think it just happens. Whenever you see Pao come on screen, just skip, like, the first two minutes of it. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of comes out of nowhere. But she saves these two older people, and I, when we were watching it, when these older people came up and they're like, Hey, our house is nearby. You can come by and like, we can help you. Cause we see your bike needs some fixing up and, you know, we can treat you to, you know, food and whatnot. I was like, I told Frank, I'm like, mm, bad vibes. And Frank was like, Oh no, yeah, these are fine. Eh, Frank fine. is the one dude. Frank is the one dude in the zombie apocalypse who would like get tricked by the zombie pretending to be a human. The zombies are like, and we're all like, ah, no, I'd be the that's a zombie. That- and Frank, I'd probably be the asshole that's like my best friend got bit by a zombie. He's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're good. You're okay. Yeah. And bring him along anyways. <laughs> you're like holding just the hand and he's you're like, yeah, you're fine. It's okay. Just come on. Come on. Um, But yeah, so, so sure enough, those two people are bad bandits and they lure people in and kill them. They don't really set up them like the backstory at all. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like if they're because they like basically the scene with Pau and these people ends with like her discovering their cave of mystery and 
dead people. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like, I wonder if this is going to come back because there's so much to unpack in this one part. Yeah. And it just mysteriously just fucking ends. Like, basically, she goes into their, like, cave, like, to say goodbye. And then, uh, like, once she, like, finds, like, a room with, like, a TV on, she's like, oh, people. Goes in there and it's, like, decaying corpses. And she's like, oh, this ain't good. And then she hears voices and it's the two, like, the old couple. And the old couple's like, hmm, did she drink the tea? Yes, I, she, I saw her cup. It was empty. And they're, like, chopping up something and once she gets in there and they kind of attack her she somewhat attack or tries to attack back but they like sick like a zombie on her that's attached to like a mechanism so it's like okay we've got some like frankenstein's monster bullshit going on here how did this happen is it and then just like she like they run away she just kind of like the zombie like not necessarily explodes but like gas bombs her and she just leaves and then they're just sitting in front of the entrance, and they're like, well, I don't think we could beat her. This day, we knew this day would come. Cool. Leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. Bye. And then just ex- everything just explodes. It's like, wait, wait, wait. We're not going to just acknowledge the fact that they had fucking Frankenstein's monster in there. Like, zombie just like... Just... Yeah. What? It And it was really weird, too, because, like, the couple in their last moments were like... Yeah, we can't beat her. We knew this day was come, but you know, we're gonna go out on our terms and we're gonna go out together. And I was like, Are they gonna like stick a bunch of zombies on her? Or are they gonna like fuse into one being and be- become like this horrible creature? And it was just like, Nope, they just sort of backward walk into the cave and just explosion. And I'm like, Okay, there's so many questions. <laughs> like, yeah, I. There was, there was too much happening, and it happened too quickly, and then it ended abruptly. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking weird. But, like, the, the episode ends with basically Pau... Or not Pau, um... Bisco and Milo, they leave the child city going to probably the subway system that one of the kids told Bisco about, in which we also find out that Bisco can't read kanji, but it is what it is. Um, and yeah, that's how it ends. So, next week... Is probably going to be about them exploring subways and some other bullshit happening. So I can't wait. I fucking love this show. Can't wait for the next creature to be awoken. I'm going to guess giant millipede. Mm, Let's not. But speaking of creatures being awoken, there's some cosplayers that are really creepy. Not really. No, I was going to say cosplay. There were no really creepy cosplay in this, but my dress up darling. (laughs) Dress up, darling. Picks up right where it left off, and man, was it a! It was, it was a good episode. It was a good, wholesome episode that ends on a just like, hmm. I see something a brewing here. Yeah, it made me, it made me smile. I was it's, very it's a happy. Big old smiley smile. But uh, there's not much to really to go through because the the, the one thing I th- think the episode does a really good job with was sort of detailing how much work goes into being a cosplayer. So, cause we're beyond like the making of the cosplay at this point. Now it's to, we're at the con and I am cosplaying and there's going to be people that want to take pictures. And I'm going to want to go meet with other people and, well, that's you know, yeah. just explore. And, and it was, was like, the- I was going to say, it just, it just was, it, everything came out of like the first time experience of like, Oh shit. The cosplay I made with the, the, 
the thick fabric that's coming to bite us in the ass because it's super hot out. And then it's like, also, I have to keep in mind that she's wearing a wig and like a hairpiece. And that's like making her sweat more. And we didn't come prepared for that. And then she, uh, I think her name is Madden, his first name. No, it's, it's boy and girl. Remember, okay, this, sorry, this, boy. Is, this is boy and girl show. This okay? isn't blue period anymore. This is that's, a different that's show. Homeboy. That's homeboy. Oh, my God. So girl decides she needs to be more like the character she's cosplaying. And so she puts on two bras that, like, push everything up more. And it's causing everything to get super tight. Like, everything everything that ba- that could have happened, like, in terms of just the cosplay going downhill and like the experience becoming bad sort of happened ish. And I guess it was an adventure of, you know, going through the first ever con of them and of her, you know, cosplaying and him making a cosplay for someone or an outfit for someone. So it was fun to see, like you don't really see that in a lot of shows where they're like, like, hey, you could die of heat stroke. We should probably take you back and get some, you know, get you to drink some water and put a cold pack on you. It's always just like, take pictures and be cute and look at the bazungas on that one, which was something that was said in this episode, too. Well, she also, oh. like, they get to the con and she's like, ah, I have the best boob bag here. And she just starts flopping her boobs. And it's just like, what in the yeah. shit? But, but it was it was a cute episode. But the ending, the ending really made it. I was yeah, like, I was I yeah. was actually very ner- like I so last week I think I called that they were gonna go to the con for sure. I was just like there there ain't no way she's yeah, gonna be did. like I want to go now, and then they did. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought with it being her first con that like I've heard like I just from following a few different cosplayers and whatnot like I've heard people have horror stories and such with just like strangers coming up to them and either taking pictures or glomping onto them, et cetera, et cetera. And I really had like worries that like some shit or some like really bad thing was going to happen on her first experience. But I feel like they're going to set it up to where it's like, ah, first con. Great. Second con. Good. Third con. What in the ever living? This is, did not go well, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it turns into a competition with the like, in the intro, there's just, like, they keep showing the one cosplayer that she was talking about with, like, when she was going through her phone. And I have a feeling it might be, like, a competition of that or they, like, get together and cosplay together or something. But, like, I have a feeling that they may touch upon just, like, how like how conventions can also just be not great for cosplayers and the shit that they have to deal with. Yeah, but the first one they kind of wanted to set up like let's make this a little lighthearted and fun. But yeah, it definitely ended on a high note in which they're on the train back and uh, boy, aka uh, Gojo, uh, he's just tired as ever living shit and in his sleepy stupor, he's like, "Yeah, you were really beautiful today." And then she has like flashbacks of like, "Yeah, I don't say beautiful unless I really fucking mean it," and she just goes red in the face and then it ends. He's like, "Huh, huh." Huh? <laughs> Nani? It was super cute. I I also I like the fact that in the middle of the episode when he's at the con, Gojo has this sort of sinking feeling that like this could be it, and this is the end of our really, friendship. Yeah, because he again, I, I he's not getting it through his thick skull that she's not just using him to make cosplays like she actually is a friend Enjoys and I think his he's presence. 
Yeah, because he, I mean, he even mentions it too. Like he's, when they go to the, the con, he's like, I am out of my element. This is not okay. I am super uncomfortable. Well, he also like, says that because I don't do he's like, things. there are too many girls around and he didn't know how yeah. to handle himself with a bunch of girls <laughs> around. He's like, can we go to the top floor? I think there or like the plaza. I think there are some guys there too. And the photographers yeah. are there and you can get your photos taken. She's like, sure, we can do that. That's fine. Which that but, part was actually kind of kind of interesting to watch. Uh, just like you go to a cosplay convention and you're dressed up and your your cosplay is very well done, and like people line up to start taking pictures of her and she's just like both of them are like when the fuck did this happen? Yeah, well, and it's not with them; it is of them. Like right, photographers sorry, will them. go there. Yeah, no, no, no. You said that. What I I just wanted to like really drive home the fact that it's not like like in america whenever you go to like a, a convention like if it's a comic-con or anything like that and if there's maybe like actors or voice actors or animators there usually you take a picture with them at cosplay events you take pictures of the person cosplaying with you not in them like that's just it's that's normal um so it's like that whole thing was really weird too because yeah i was since it's it's girls' first time cosplaying, she's like, "Oh, yeah, you can take my picture." And then after they're done, they're like, "Holy shit, I have a line! What's happening?" Yeah. But but going back to to Gojo, he he is sort of contemplating. Well, not kind of even contemplating, but he's trying to really grapple with the idea of this being potentially it, and him sort of going back to not having friends again. And so it was really cute when they're on the train and her, the girl goes, you know, oh, I can't wait to do the next cosplay. And he's like, what? What do you mean next cosplay? And she's like, well, I have like 50 other number one favorite characters. And he's like, mm, I don't think you're using number one correctly. He's like, but he's like, second. okay, cool. So I, I mean, like, it's again, one of those situations of like, He's not reading between the lines and she's not explicitly like, hey, we're friends saying, right. It's it's they're sort of like in limbo with one another. But they're very, I, they're you, very good people. They're just not very good at communicating to one another. Yeah, they're really good at communicating their interests. And the unfortunate thing is that their interests don't lie with each other. It's like Gojo likes making Hina dolls and doing different outfits and the I don't girl know if it's necessarily that. I think it's they're more so interested. In, well, yeah, they're more so interested in their hobbies than they are interested in like explaining their friendship and having to yeah. like. I think it's because Gojo has never really had friends, and she's always surrounded by friends that she probably assumes he knows, and he's just like thick skull, like uh, it's this is over, cool, thanks, and then it's the classic, the classic popular versus unpopular dynamic coming out but yeah i i actually have a challenging or not a challenging i have a competing theory against yours in terms of where i think this is going to go because like you noticing the different characters in the op my prediction is that because gojo is really good at what he does and we might see another one of her cosplays come out in an episode when if and when she meets the cosplayer that she idolizes she's gonna be like oh who did you make your cosplay and she's gonna go no he does 
And then that person's going to go, ooh, you're going to make cosplays for me. And then it's going to be a jealousy fight, all building up to the final episode where they finally confess their feelings to, for each other and say that they're friends. I think that also, uh, just to add a little, um, as the kind of funny community says, sprinkle in the sex there of just adding more to the uh, to the prediction. I think that the the girl who's like, no, now you're going to make them for me is going to be like, I'll pay you. Oh, yeah, I'll compensate you I'll, for your work. I'll pay you for your time, not just pay for the materials. Like, I'll pay you for your time. But is it I'll pay you for your time or I'll pay you for no, your time? No, 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 it's It's I'll pay you for your time. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, uh, uh, it's not a romance show if it's it's there's not a com- the triangle love of tri- yeah, exactly. love triangle. There we go, Nailed exactly. It. Golly, God, my, my thoughts brain. exactly. My brain be dumb today. It's it's all speaking of place. brains being dumb. Oh God, for all you smooth brains out here, we got Attack on <laughs> Titan. No, I'm kidding. Um, I was just gonna say because Aaron is basically just a brain. Well, at least well for a portion of this episode, he's now more like God. Uh, he's Attack something. on Titan. Let's let's uh, let's let's just hop into it. Not a lot, and not a lot happened this episode. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Uh, the not a lot is basically like three parts of it. Is is three parts? It's basically what we explained at the uh, last episode, in which like how Aaron could see into the past and interact with the past, and then we get the past and background of Ymir and how the Titans came to be, etc. And then Aaron catching up to Ymir and saying, give me the power to destroy everybody. You do not want to be doing this, don't you? Like, please lend me your power. And like another just black lines all over the face, gritting my teeth, just okay. And then Aaron just starts, here we go. Here here comes the rumbling, the yeah. rumbling, tumbling titans of, of the wall. I, and... As funny as this is going to sound coming from me, like I, I didn't really mind the backstory so much because it was fine. It, it, it explained a lot of things. Yeah. Well, because throughout the entire I mean, last a season parasite. and a half, <laughs> like through the last season and a half, really, you, you heard like conflicting stories of Ymir and the history of Eldia. And that was one element that I was like, I'd like to learn a little bit more because they kept pushing the 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 history of you know where Ymir came from and the creation of the Titans and the development of of Eldia but they never really actually gave you the truth behind it because it was always like Marley saying it was evil and then Grisha and that side saying it was good and then like this royal saying it was kind of sort of the combination of the two like it, it was hard to follow at times so you finally get like you see Ymir going through the life of being a slave to the people of Eldia and then uh, basically was was left to die, stumbles upon, I don't know, I haven't read the manga and I'm not going to like assume what it is, but I, we're just going to call it the Tree of Life. <laughs> we're going to call it the Tree of Titans. Well, I think that um, that's what like the centipede is attached to. Like It's like a yeah, little yeah, yeah. centipede thing that like it's just like, hey, you fell into a swamp, here's a bug in the swamp. But yep. it's actually kind of maybe a godlike figure. Who knows? We don't. Yeah, exactly. Even so when you stop in the midway point or whenever, like it's like ah oh, midway point, which this happened like two thirds of the way through. It was like all about the centipede, and it had like zero diddly shit to say. It's like, is it a god who took pity on her, or is it just really just like a plague of some yeah. sort? Yeah, 
yeah we don't know the origin we don't know its development anything like that just basically she falls she gets sucked into this tree she plummets into the water and drowns but the scary alien centipede saves her and turns her into the titan and then you see like Eldia using her to win against like all these other kingdoms and then defeat marley and then she sacrifices herself after the king's about to be assassinated and this was like the most gruesome part of the episode where basically the king's like uh you can't die from that bullshit a spear through the heart come on you're better than that get up and then she's like no i'm gonna die now he's like fuck all right well your three daughters rose cena and it's uh, the name of the three walls i just can't remember i think it's maria rose and cena yeah something um, like that three like three daughters of your mirror um why don't you eat your mom and basically, it's just a scene of them chopping up her mom, it's their mom, and why like, don't eating. you? It's it's eat your damn mom or die. Well, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Thanks, Frank. You're welcome. Make it make it more make it more painful than it already was. I mean, I'm just but, given I'm given the facts. <laughs> but yeah, so the the king is basically just like you know you're gonna absorb the power. We had just assume, and then when you die, your children are gonna eat your spine flesh. It's, and it's that's going to continue. Reproduce, reproduce, and when you die, have your grandchildren eat your flesh. Yeah. So that's the history of Ymir. But then, yeah, we flash forward to Aaron just being like, hey, y- Ymir, um, I'm pretty sure you're tired of building sandcastles and following stupid people of royal blood. You should just basically listen to me because I'll stop it. Just give me your power. Just give me your power like you can like you can just relax now. You can just take yeah. a break. Just give me your power and I'll just kill everybody. It's fine. Everybody she just, wronged you. You don't want to listen to them anymore, do you? And she's just just Yeah, angry. she just grunts her teeth, cries a little bit and then snap back to real time when Aaron's just ahead. He giant centipede comes up out of nowhere attaches and then boom he becomes no, it, so it was like out of his neck like from his body it was it yeah. came out of his neck and like reattached to his head and brought his head back like is like snap back yeah but and then he then becomes he... like the most colossal of colossal titans well he becomes the founding titan which in the previous no in season three yes Season three, I believe. Oh, the when, giant one where they're dragging face into the ground. Yeah, the 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 king, the actual king with royal blood, when he's like, I can't become a titan. Like, I it's it'll be disastrous, basically. And then he's forced to because they're about to. Historia won't eat Aaron in the caves and all that's whatever stuff happens, and he basically just becomes a giant titan that drags his face on the ground. Aaron becomes that, but just a giant skeleton and even more colossal, I think, than the King's version. It's very terrifying. Like it is like a centipede, but instead of it being legs, there's just it's just a giant fucking ribcage. Yeah. Yeah. But then when that happens, the rumbling begins. All the Titans burst from the wall. All the walls and... fall, and then the Titans are like, hey, it's time yeah. to move now. <laughs> well, and it's so kind of annoying i mean I, again it's it's just the way it's going to progress and I, i'm sure they're it's going to be explained throughout but like armin armin and mika sir together and armin's like he was you know he's on our side like he's doing this he he won like we won we finally did it like he was on our side to begin with this whole time like we just needed to trust him and, but he did it yeah and yeah but then he goes well wait a minute hang on if he just wanted to beat 
Marley and like those that were Congress were the te- Titans, Tetans, yeah, Tetans, <laughs> the all, all the little Tetans coming out, all the little Tetans coming out of the walls. <laughs> yeah, he well, we're uh, the the portion of the wall where it originally fell during the collapse and that's where this Aaron is from I can't Shiganshina I think right oh I don't know you're asking yeah, the wrong Armin, person Armin made a comment where he's like if he wanted to kill like just flatten Marley he could have just broken off the portion of the wall at Shiganshina why did he break down all the walls because like every single like Maria Rose and Cena all fell and it's just all titans like storming towards well I would presume the sea to go and flatten Marley and literally everyone. And then you find out, Oh yeah, no, it, it is not just Marley. It is the every world. other person who's not Eldian is going to die. Cause Aaron, <laughs> Aaron uses his PA system, his internal PA system to connect to all the Eldians. And it's like, Hey, all you weebs out there and casuals alike. Uh, this is your boy, Aaron Yeager, uh, coming you. to you through the, uh, magical ability of my internal PA system to inform you that, yeah, uh, the rumbling has begun. Woohoo! Go team. And we're not going to kill Marley. We're going to kill every single person out there. Uh, so, so y'all go stay Eldia. safe on parody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like go Eldia. Good job. Claps for you all. You made it. But yeah, basically the rest of the world is going to get flattened. Bye. And that's how the episode ends. And you're like, all right, well, I guess, well, that's pretty time neat. to <laughs> time to start the war. So I depending I on am... how this this like all turns out, I have like the perfect TikTok idea for you for oh, really God. just generally anybody. But it's 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 a good one. I, I will say for, for any of you, first off, if you made it this far in the episode and are watching Attack on Titan, but haven't seen the latest episode, apologies for all the spoilers. Um, but as many of you who are on social media uh, have probably seen since, well, Sunday, really, when the episode came out, um, I, I, I'm only getting Attack on Titan memes and different TikToks and different, like, Instagram story stuff with Attack on Titan humor. Like, that's all I've been seeing. Yeah. And it makes me laugh every single time. My favorite one is still the uh, Aaron Yeager, like, crouching down next to his dad, and it just says, fucked him, kids. Fucked up kids, yeah. Oh god, that one's the greatest. But yeah, yeah, no, um, it's it's finally happening. We're finally getting some closure and so like all the dominoes are falling. Great. Yeah. Let's fucking let's let's just wa- let's sit back, grab your bag of popcorn or your tub of popcorn, and let's watch the world burn. That's about it. That's all you the rest you can hope for. So Yep. But I wonder I wonder though if Aaron is going to like uproot that tree that has like cause I don't know if you noticed this. When Ymir first gets to that world, it's just one strand or three strands for her like her daughters, and mm-hmm. now it's just like thousands of strands. I'm glad you brought so, that up because I immediately noticed that too, and I thought that I, I I really again it doesn't they haven't fully explained it, but yep. I can see them starting to like build it, and you can start creating your own hypotheses as to what it actually is because what, what we're speaking to is in the the the, the realm paths, in which the paths. yeah in the in the past there's a giant basically glowing it looks like a tree um that has all these different you know branches i guess to just continue the tree analogy like shooting off of the the main base of it when ymir first dies and goes to the past it's just one 
single trunk and three branches. So you're like, oh, those are her, her daughters. daughters. Yeah. And then you see it slowly build and build over time. So now you get this connection of like all of the other people who had absorbed the Titan powers are basically a part of the coordinate. And again, I, I, I don't know. I think I said it last episode, but um, Zeke, when he's trying to get through to, to Ymir as Aaron's <laughs> planting the seed of doubt into her ear and basically just being like, don't listen to him. Fuck him. Listen to me. Give me your powers. Zeke's yelling from the background like, no, no, no. You have to like stop the Eldian lineage. Like you have to, to do this. Like basically euthanize the Eldian people. And she's walking towards the, the coordinate. Tree. I was, yeah. I was wondering if like that was where everything began like life like the the evolution of the titan power began and all she had to do was go there and like go inside and just do one thing to change the past push, or push to the just red button yeah push the big red button to say abort stop cease everything that or she so. just dumps a bucket of sand on there it <laughs> starts building yeah just builds a giant little wall around it it's like no one can come in and then a little tidal wave comes up and it washes away she's like damn it oh not again yeah. Speaking so of, I it's it's very entertaining. I'm I'm very I'm very pleased with the direction it's going. Yes, it's very good. But I was gonna say, uh speaking of not again, let's hop into oh, fucking God. Demon Slayer because this 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 was the episode of the week. Oh yeah 100%. by far. But hundred percent like as good as Attack on Titan is and as good as the other shows are, Demon Slayer is just like it's it's honestly a pissing competition with these shows this season. It's just like, yeah, you did this. Cool. I'm going to one-up you and do this, and I'm going to one-up you and do this, and I'm going to one-up you and do this. Fucking, like, spoilers abound. Spo as if, if you haven't noticed that any show we talk about is spoilers abound, fucking turn the fuck around if you have not watched this episode, because holy shit, this episode is probably the best episode of the season just in general. Like, yeah, and we have a double episode. Shows. To finish it off next Spoiler week. Spoiler alert. God damn. Well, sorry. You already said it was the last episode is next shh. week. I don't know if I did or not, so shh. Yes, you did. You Anywho. did, you turd. You turd burglar. Anywho. <laughs> Demon Slayer <laughs> was fucking amazing. Like Again, it's just picking up right where it left off. And that's Tanjiro f like, getting shoved by Zenetsu off a building while like the crisscross applesauce slash attack comes again. That fucks everything up. And the the real brief summary of this episode is Tanjiro gets his fingers broken. Tanjiro runs away. Tanjiro doesn't actually run away. He's just trying to find something. Tanjiro finds it. Stabs demon in the leg with a kunai. The the big bad, not the like the, not the girl. Stabs him in yeah. the leg and starts chopping off his head, or attempting to. And Zenetsu starts chopping off the uh, girl demon's head. And when neither of them can do that, everybody who you presume dead comes back to life and starts fighting along. Yeah, it was uh, so intense. We, I was watching with my fiance and like the, when the episode hits like the halfway point, it does like the little like cutaway break. She was like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. I, I didn't I didn't take a single breath that first half. And I was like. Yeah, it's pretty intense, huh? Like, it starts off... It, it starts off even, like, on a weird tone because 
Yeah. Tanjiro falls and has like the inner monologue with uh, Nezuko, like where basically she just tells him like, you got to stop apologizing for everything. Like, it's not your fault. Like, it's really not. It's like, it's not your fault for being human. It's not your fault that dad died of a disease. Like it's, it's no one's fault. You got to stop apologizing and being sorry. Like just basically nut up or shut up. And then when he gets up, the upper six dude demon is basically just standing in front of him like, hey, who's shocker? You you survived. Everyone else is dead. Like your boy, uh, flashy dude who's got his hand chopped off, he's just chock full of poison. So he's gone. I stabbed your weird beast friend in the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's for sure out of here. And your other buddy is trapped underneath a bunch of debris. Roll. That's on fire. Yeah, just, just flailing, trying to escape. And I'm basically just going to let him die. He doesn't even need me to do any more work. And he's like, but then there's you, and you're such a disgrace. You're so pitiful. And he just starts toying with Tanjiro. And he's like, all right, well, what are you going to do? Um, I'm right here. So he whatever breaks, you're going to do, do like, it. Oh, here's your hand. Oh, no, look at your pitiful hand. Just yoink and breaks his index yeah. and middle finger. Or ring finger and, then he just, and middle finger. I don't know, whichever. And then he just starts bonking him on the head like, you dinky little man, what are you going to do? And then he's like, oh, I know what you can do. You can become a demon like me, and then we can be best friends. And, you know, I won't have to kill you strong enough to, like, at least survive. Your other yeah. friends died. Like, this would be yeah. fun. So he's like, all right, what are you going to do? And Tanjiro's like, yeet, Fuck and just picks I'm up out. Nezuko and runs away. <laughs> yeah. It just runs away, and the demon's like, oh, man, that was fun. Like, How jumps over, kicks him. Yeets and him through like, a fucking oh. flaming building, which he, he wakes up, and he's just like, oh, this is about to crash on me. I'm going to yeet out of this building. Yeah, Run there's a lot, of yeet, a lot of yeeting that happens in this first part. Yeah, but... runs some more, and like I thought this was weird. He like threw like anything and everything he could, and I saw the bag rip open that he threw, and I was just like, that's got to mean something. That can't be just a small little detail that they're throwing in there, as much as yeah. I would love that to be a small little detail. And sure enough, it was not a small little detail. It was yeah. purposeful. Yeah, so he's, like, chucking a bunch of shit. And then right before the demon's, like, about to just be like, I'm kind of done with you. Let's go. He staggers. Oh, no. He I'm sorry. Him. He go- he yeah, him. He gets really close. Yeah, he gets really close to Tanjiro, and Tanjiro's like, I can do the only thing I can think of, which is headbutt, and headbutts the shit out of him. And you're like, hell yeah. And the demon's like, what? It's just a headbutt. What and a, then just what a has, like, fucking the... precess move. Like, yeah. Why'd you do this? But then he has like the doo doo, and like, oh, everything's blurry. What just happened? He's like, it was just a headbutt. Like, this shouldn't happen. I'm a fucking demon. Yeah, and his sister's and like, what like, are you doing? Get back up. It was just a headbutt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then he realizes that Tanjiro stabbed a kunai, one of the poison kunai, into him. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, that dude ran all the way to where he knew there was a kunai lying. He started throwing things, one of them, which was like a, a bag of like scents, like poopery and like a different, like, like, I, I don't know, Popery? fragrances. Yeah. Poopery, popery, putpuri. Just throws it to dis- to like disguise the scent of the kunai night, like the kunai dabs him. And he's like, you gotta be absolutely shitting me. And then Tanjiro's like, well, end of the end of the line for you and starts trying to slice through him through his neck. And then we get like the we Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I was going to say the yeah, DBZ Super Saiyan moment. Just like, ah! 
Yeah, everyone just starts just screaming. Yelling. And like just... that's like the first half. And you're like, oh shit. Then the second half starts and Zenetsu ping pongs out of his little predicament to go after the the sister. He uses his Godspeed uh technique. Yeah. Yeah, Godspeed, which he can only use twice. Remember, he can only use twice. He used it once to get out of the debris, and now well, he's yeah. used it once to get close enough to the sister to decapitate her. Well, he hadn't gotten base... there yet, but yes. Yeah, you, well, he, yeah. He, got, he got close. Because then, basically, there's a moment where they're both Tanjiro and Zenetsu are like, fuck, we can't break through their necks. Like, the Ebi belt is too strong for me to break through on the, on the sister. His neck is too tough, and he's trying to power up to over level 9,000 and I can't slice through his neck. You're like, they're like, well, this is game over. And then like, I don't know where Tengen shows up and he's like, one hand don't matter. Flings around his two swords. He's like, I'm coming for you, bitch. (laughs) And just sprints. And then it's this, (laughs) tell me I'm wrong. That's basically what happens. He comes out, an explosion happens. And he's like, Tajiro, don't give up. But guess what? I got this. Swings his knives like swords around real quick. And he's like, I'm out of (laughs) here. She's like, you thought up. that poison would really kill me? I just use a breathing technique and push it out of my body through yeah. my armhole that's now there. <laughs> yeah, you stupid idiot. And then proceeds to have a an amazing, like, th- what feels like a three to four minute fight of just them going back and forth. He, uh, Tengen's using his sound, sound breathing, I guess yeah. is what it would be called, technique to basically... like map out the attacks of the demon so he can like the blood blades he basically hears the pattern well he deflects them all but the way he does it is he can hear the pattern at which they're coming out and he can time them like a song he's like basically transforming the demon's attacks into line like music lines he's just doing he can like time He's just yeah. using, he's just doing Beat Saber with the bloodline. Holy shit, he is using it is Beat Saber. This is oh all my god, is, is I didn't saber. even think about it. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so then that happens, and Tajiro is like, alright, I gotta find an opening. I just I'm gonna eventually come in. Like shit's happening everywhere, and then it like zooms over to Zenetsu, and Zenetsu's like, fuck, I I need help. I can't it's I'm, this is gonna break away. I'm not gonna be able to get her. I'm gonna get caught up. She's like, aha, you fell into my trap. Here comes more of my Ebby. And then out of nowhere, you just hear like a gurgled, like, yeah, yeah. like you can't kill me. And you're like, oh my God, is that who I think it is? And it's Inosuke. And he's just fucking bleeding through his nose the one, of the like, boar mask. The one throwaway fucking thing about his character this season, and he brings it back for good use. And you're just like, that is the worst but best excuse you have to yeah. stabbing a man in the heart and him surviving. Yeah, well, cause he, yeah, cause even the sisters like, how in the living hell are you alive? You got we stabbed in the heart. What the and he's, fuck? And the but the best part about this whole scene, cause it's like it's incredibly intense. It's it is one of the most beautifully choreographed fight scenes of all time. Like I, I'm not lying. It is like, very hype. It is so it is, hype. It is visually pleasing. It like it is just the 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 way that the fight progresses is absolutely perfect. But the the one part that I can't help but laugh at is Inosuke because he's like flying through the air, blood streaming out of his boar mask, and is like when he's gurgling, talking, like yeah, he's talking, like, gurgling. 
Yeah, like trying not to just like barf out blood every sentence. He's like, I can, I can move around my my organs and my body. And you're like, I can't fucking understand you. Just shut up and go help Zanetsu. Thank God for subtitles. Basically, he's like, <laughs> yeah, remember how I could dislocate every bone in my body and just like move all my organs around? I just did that real quick so he didn't actually stab me through the heart. And you're like, cool. What about all the poison? He's like, I grew up in the mountains. Poison doesn't affect me. What is this? You, you fucking plebeians. But yeah, so then he goes up. He does. He helps out Zanetsu. And then you get this beautiful moment of Tanjiro and Tengen. Like Tengen gets slashed like two times by the demon, but is like pushing him back. Tanjiro finally finds his opening. The demon's like, "Uh uh-uh, you don't. Stabs Tanjiro. Well, Tanjiro gets to his neck first. He gets to his neck, and as he's, like, halfway there, the demon takes one of his sickles and just straight through the bottom of his mouth just gets right in there. So you can see, like, the the point of the sickle coming up through his mouth and, like, sticking out. Yeah. that hurt. That hurt. Yeah. And then, like, you see Tengen, like, getting, you know, he's cut up already, too. And then it's just that, again, classic anime scene of everyone just screaming like light like visual effects shooting off everywhere you get the amazingly cool moment where tanjiro like i I, i'm guessing it's part of the sun breathing technique but like his his basically his forehead scar turns into like a flame yeah so this, this was this was actually described so basically it is said that those who could use the sun breathing technique have a mark on their forehead where his scar is but he doesn't have that mark because he has a scar so when he's using the sun technique, the mark comes onto his forehead, or not comes, it like appears on his forehead as if like, hey, he is this all-powerful demon slayer who can use this technique. So that was explained yeah. a little bit back then. Yeah. But so then that appears and it's just Zenetsu and Osuke and Tanjiro all screaming. You get this really cool like black, se- black, you know, quick scene and two like very quick like slice marks on it and then just the heads flying off of the demons and you're like holy shit they did it off with the heads yeah and then i but i love the fact that when they chop their heads off because they don't really like put into perspective where they are where they are yeah yeah because well because basically zanetsu is again using his god speed or whatever it is lightning god speed and it looks like he's like traveling through time itself with the demon and so you don't know where they are placement wise with the others but sure enough like they they chop off their heads they fly up in the air the the girls kind of like just bounces and rolls and the dudes like ricochets off like 10 different pieces of wood and they roll and they meet in the like middle of the road and they're just staring at each other you're like i had two predictions as to how this was gonna go and like Uh oh I thought their heads were going to meet in the air and they're going to be like, uh, the fuck is happening right now? And then pass each oh. other. But <laughs> I also little... had, yeah. yeah, I also had the really bad fear and suspicion that their heads were going to fly past each other and land on each other's other bodies and they just repair each other and they just have different heads on different bodies. And I was going to be like, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> That'd be so terrifying. I mean, they would still be alive. That's true. Well, I mean, the ending was yeah, just as awful. 
Yeah, the 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 three wives are on the like rooftop far away. They're like, "Yay, they did it! Wow!" And then one of them's like, "Something's not right here." And that's when you see Tanjiro, who is not immune to poison, who just starts to freaking just like can't hear anything, starts hyperventilating like the poison's going to kill him. And you see Tengen running to him, saying, "It's not over. Run." Run, run, run. Tanjiro, run. What are you doing? Get up and run. And he basically tackles him in a giant explosion of just, like, blood blades happen. And that's the end of the episode. Like, it just, it goes from, like, an outside view, like a like a pan-out view of just this giant explosion. And then the end credits start rolling and, like, this dust starts to settle, but it never changes from this panned-out view. And, like, the music starts going, you have the credits, and just, like, dust just keeps settling and settling until it's morning time. And it's just this giant fucking crater. And that's the end of the episode. No, well, they did have the Nini uh, at the very end, which I skipped. Yeah. I skipped yeah. it. I was just like, I don't, I, like, I, I don't need any sort of comedy right now. I don't. Like, I just need to just sit with my thoughts. Because I was on a Discord call watching this. With Mick, our friends Mick and Cam, waiting on a response for you if you were going to watch Attack on Titan with us. So I was watching the end of this just slack jaw, just like, what in the ever-living hell? And I told them, I was like, guys, I know what we're about to watch is fantastic, but y'all need to fucking watch Demon Slayer. And they're both like, you know, season one was fine. Like, the movie was great. And I was like, no, the movie was shit. And I got into that again. Oh, my God. Just yeah, move on. I know. Um, but like, I was like, y'all, no, like seriously, y'all need to fucking watch this because this shit is like hype as hell. Like, I can't believe what the fuck they just did right now. Like that was, it wasn't just that it was beautiful soundtrack, beautiful animation. Just, it was just the combination of everything, all the elements and how hype it was and how beautiful it was and how terrifying it was. And like the sigh of relief, like finally, and then just to fucking throw you another curveball boomerang whatever you want just rips your heart out at the end of just like what the hell happened are they alive are they dead who who survived who didn't like it is absolutely just heart-wrenchingly sad of just like it it like the the end credits with the dust settling and it turning to daytime like half the town is fucking destroyed and it is such a somber scene that you're like oh no please tell me please tell me our boys are okay yeah, and I I take some blame on how it ended too, because I made a comment last week about how it's it was so annoying seeing that stupid building in the end credits, because you're yeah. like, God damn it, I just want Asshole. more, and then the building is presumably exploded. It gone. gone. Yeah, she it gone. Absolutely evaporated, obliterated, whatever you want to say. She like, gone. I I mean, absolutely I wanna, insane. No, it's, and I don't want to just... like, I don't want to assume anything, because I I haven't read the manga. I have the entire series, and I do plan on reading it. But I can, you can only predict that they survived. But like, the, the mystery is more: how in the living fuck do they get out of it? Because there, I mean, there is still the uncertainty of like, did they actually get out of it? Like, you just don't know. I mean, their proximity to where the explosion took place. The yeah. the fact that they're all just completely like injured, 
like yep. top to bottom. <laughs> like, like I don't think there's any part of their body that's not broken and bruised and sprained. The only person like, who might be okay is like Zenetsu. And even then, he's a little bruised. Like, he's bruised and bloodied a bit, but not as much as Inosuke Tengen, who doesn't have a fucking hand, and fucking Tanjiro, who just got a sickle through the goddamn bottle bottom of his mouth. Like, they yeah. are all fucking hurting. And my, my one guess would be that Tengen, in his last moments of just, like, I'm alive and I need you to live. I'm going to like use my sound or whatever breathing power to like extract the poison from your body somehow. Like he may, oh, he was... maybe, maybe he'll just stick a finger through the hole in the bottom of his chin and just be like, here you go. And just pull oh. it all out. Oh God. You know that they're yeah. going to make a joke where somebody's going to stick a finger through there and just be like, hello, <laughs> please. Good God. No, I know. They yeah. Do it, that, it's either going to, it's either going to be that or because I know, in an earlier episode, Tengen used his his sound breathing to just <laughs> basically like shoot himself down through the ground to the pit where the Ebby belt was. No, um, he he used his blades. He just used his. Well, I mean, yeah, he just used he legitimately used his blade techniques to fucking just carve a hole into the middle of the ground. Well, I mean, the point is, he you know that he can do that at least. So maybe that was how they got out. Maybe. Zenetsu somehow continued his godspeed and grabbed yeah. everyone somehow. I think the, like the three wives are definitely going to come into it, or at least the two that are conscious. Yeah, that that wife scene did make me laugh because one of the wives, the the really happy, cheery, goofy one, is like, "Oh, your dying wish! You could finally rest in peace. Goodbye." And the other one, the the kind of like bead one, and she's like, "What the hell are you talking about? She's still alive!" She, like. Stop! She's not dead. Come on, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> but the I will say the the funniest part of the entire episode was I mean and it's no fault to the episode at all. But in the very beginning, when it's like again very dark, it looks dismal. The hope is you know there's it's very please bleak. Tell me, please tell me you're talking about the fire. No, I'm not talking about the fire. Oh. Um, it's like the transition from basically Tanjiro being like, sorry, everyone, to bam, 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 and you're like, God, I, my emotions are kind of everywhere. Like, you can't, you can't start the episode on like the darkest of notes and then just come in with this absolute banger of an opening. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to feel anymore. So when I, when I mentioned the fire, when they were kind of doing all this, like the pannings of like, he wakes up and there's fire everywhere and you get a really close up view of a lot of fire and a lot of panned out views of a lot of fire. And some of the fire looks really good. And some of the fire looks like the clip art from the fucking 24 Tokyo 24th ward. And you're like, Oh no, no, no. What are you photoable? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's here? that I, I made a comment about we recorded an episode recently for a show that we all watched. That's in 3d. Doro he Doro. And- Yes, Doro Hidoro. And Frank and I are kind of in the same boat with it when it comes to 3D that it just doesn't look it's good. Shit. It never yeah, it never looks good. It can look good in, in environmental things, but in terms of like character movements and things like that, it just looks god awful. I the the one thing with Demon Slayer 
and and its use of 3D for the elementals, like the elements and like the environment, I don't think it looks that good. No, like it's the, it's the like, fucking fire that looks kind of wonky and the blood, the blood. I'm still just gonna yeah. put it out there. The very first half of this fucking uh, uh, well, like entertainment arc, anytime there's blood, it's just like, haha, here's 3D blood that's coming at you. Ooh, it's just like, <laughs> no, this is not good. Please get it away. I don't want to catch anything. And see, that's so funny that because you always pick up the blood. For me, it's it's the it's the debris exploding, like that like cloud puff of smoke when like they blast through a, like a building or something. Yeah, I know what that you're just looks. About. It just looks awful. It looks like because like like the scene where Tanjiro in this last episode gets kicked and just like fucking shoots into oblivion like at the speed of light and like crashes through. Like you just see him. He's like a blip on the screen for a split second, but you see this like of smoke come from a building you're like god that looks like absolute ass it looks so bad like it looks it, like it, something it, you it, blasted out earlier <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like it and it takes away from the scene too because it's just like him crashing through like three different buildings and you just see like as he like goes through the different buildings you're like poop, poop, fuck poop. man yeah <laughs> Like, God, uh, it just looks I, like garbage. I will say, though, this this season is definitely... I mean, I said it from the very beginning. I have high hopes for the season. This season felt very good. It felt like, okay, they're going to take their time with an environment. They didn't take time with the environment. They, they just said, hey, here's the environment. Fuck it, we're going to blow it all to hell. Here's a six episodes in a row of just one fucking battle. Here's some Dragon Ball Z bullshit that you're going to love. It doesn't yeah. seem like Dragon Ball Z bullshit because they're not yelling the entire time. Only this episode were they really yelling. But like Well, there's also not like an like two full episodes of side characters just watching them fight and talk about it. True. True. Yeah. Everybody everybody gets off the bench and plays <laughs> yeah. their part and like tries a little bit. And like they do yeah. have like a like a tag team tournament here a little bit where the, like once the girl is like beheaded, like the brother comes down and is like, All right, all right, what the fuck is going on? And then it's like three episodes of like him and her. So it's, I think for Demon Slayer, this is definitely uh, by far, hands down, bar none, the best season that they've had. But also just like, it's the best paced season that they've had. Yeah. Well, because and, and that I, they, was... they really, like they took the Mugen Train arc and made it better, essentially. Because the Mugen yeah. Train arc was just like, here's six episodes, here's a movie. And then here's some bullshit at the end. But, like, this is just like, hey, here's that, but strewn, like, strawn out, or kind of, sorry, strung out across more episodes, more details, more character background, more lore, more everything. And God, I hope no bullshit happens in the last 45 minutes of this season, a.k.a. next episode. You you mean you don't think that Akaza... Or whatever that demon's name is is gonna pop out and be like, "No, no. remember my fear, me?" My fear is Musen's gonna come out of nowhere and be like, "Hmm, Hashira, bye bye." <laughs> God, no, yeah. don't, 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 no, no, no. We don't need no so... Michael Jackson impersonations of <laughs> Musen, okay? We don't, um, we don't need that. I, but to your point about this season, kind of being a better version of Mugen Train. I, I mean, that was sort of our prediction, though, at the beginning of the entertainment district arc yeah see knowing or not even saying knowing assuming that it was just going to take place in one environment because the, the i think the biggest complaint that that you personally had and correct me if i'm wrong uh for the first season was that it was too 
much of moving from one different area to the next quick battles not a lot of like real plot it was more just like hey here's a character he, they're gonna go off an adventure and hey here's another character and they're gonna go off an adventure yeah, and... yes and no it was like there should have been spots where they take their time and build the world out like where they meet the demon who's also the healer that's on the human side i wish they had taken their time with that drawn that out a couple more episodes the episodes where they meet all the hashiras at the the headquarters i wish they had done a little bit more there but instead they had like i don't know i like they they wasted a lot of time in my opinion like you know how one of my biggest complaints but also understandable com- like not understandable complaints but it's like it was my biggest complaint but i completely understand a mushoku tensei is that they time hop so fucking much but at the same oh, time yeah. it's like hey we're time hopping because we're traveling. Nobody wants to see fucking people travel for six fucking months. Yeah. That's what Demon Slayer did with the recovery arc. You didn't need that fucking arc. You you could have made it like one episode, maybe two, but you had like four. You did not need that many. Yeah. No, I, like, and I it, get it's that It's so too. wonky paced in season one that they should have spent time in other places or like in they should have spent more time in places than others that they did and that's that's my issue with season one in season two i'm just happy that they stuck with one place one fucking enemy or in this case two enemies which are one but besides the point i'm i'm happy they slowed down to really take their time and like they give you character details that you think are throwaway details and then they bring them back and it's good i really enjoy that this is definitely the best season by far yeah. Well, and just to sort of wrap that up, that thought process too, I, I think that's, I think your issues with the first season, or at least the complaints of the first season, are just more of a product of how they set everything up. Because you have to, taking the first season as a whole, you're starting off with a character that has no idea about their history, their back, their, like, oh, that, who the, they the are as a person, part right? was fine, but the second half was so terribly paced. No, 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 no. That, but that's what I'm getting at, right? Like you, you have to build out if you're thinking about the the hero, the like the hero story elements. You have to like, you get the calling, you know, the calling uh, to adventure and like their their exploration of themselves, and then you get the 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 basically the fighting back and not wanting to do it, which really didn't come out <laughs> the for call Tanjiro. to adventure. Hello, your parent, your family is dead. Go on adventure. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a fucking but call. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you get you essentially get the completion of the hero's journey in like the first season with Tanjiro because yeah. he goes through so many different he goes through so much growth in the first season where he's learning all these new things. Like he's learning how to just wield a sword and use it. He's learning about water water breathing techniques. He's learning about his controlled breathing. He's learning now about the his his sun breathing sort of when he's fighting the demons on the mountain. Like that's all within the first season, and it's a lot to take in in one season, whereas for season two with the, or I guess I should say the Entertainment District arc, not the Mugen Train, he's, it's more just about them finally being able to utilize it all. And you get, you're able to focus on the more minute details, like those little throwaway things like you were saying that are coming back, because they're not having to really build out right. the characters or like their growth. It's just like, no, these dudes are badass, yeah. And now it's just about them being just better than they were before. 
I get so that. So I think I, that's why that's why this season feels better too, because it's just like Yeah. You know I, I who get, they are. I get what and, you're and saying. Fucking I, just battle it out. I get what you're saying, but I really wish that the healing arc wasn't as long as it was because it was kind of annoying. But regardless, yeah. this is a great season two. We're on season three of this show, and thank you for joining us today. I hope you guys mm-hmm. had a good time. Thank you for if you made it this far fucking thank you it's we're we're yes. an hour 13 minutes into this uh it's uh it's uh yeah we like to ramble sometimes but again it's just because these shows are so fucking good this season and they're like i have a bad feeling that throughout the year these shows are just gonna get a little bit longer and longer because of how quality sh- like the shows are gonna be but again yeah. thank you all for joining us we hope you have a great night uh if you like it please share this with your friends uh share it with your your friend who you call weeby mcweeby weeb uh we would greatly appreciate it uh you can rate us on spotify and other podcast services and if you really like us that much and you're like you know what i wish there was a way we can you know give them some money and help donate to the cause of just like continuing the show we have a buy you a coffee or buy me a coffee i don't remember what it is i didn't really write it down uh something with coffee Something with coffee. Buy us a coffee. Basically, it'll go towards funds of uh, keeping our uh, server up on Acast for the year and uh, all that jazz. So uh, if you want to get all that information, it's at our Twitter, at Bakako Podcast. Uh, you can find our Discord there and yell at Weeby McWeeby Weeb because he's an idiot and we love him. But until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 